Hi, and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Manny. And I'm Brandon. And this is episode um, hiatus enter number here. I forgot what number this was. This is 102. This is two. This is, this is two. This is 102. 102, 102. Dalmatians. What? <laughs> is the, the sequel, sequel to 101. No, um, I don't. I don't well, even know what happened. It's the li- it's, it's, Dalmatians. It's the it's the sequel to the live action 101 Dalmatians, not even the animated one. So, well, like, what happens? Uh, Cruella Deville just gets really out briefly, of, very briefly. Cruella Deville gets out of prison because she's been oh. changed scientifically. She now loves dogs. Wait, what? Yes. Wait, <laughs> she, you're wait, really? Yes. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like I love dogs. <laughs> and then she goes on a whole tour about loving dogs, and then Wait, she lo- really? and she hates uh, killing animals. And um, why? Because she's now a better person. Her name's Ella. Because Cruella's too cruel. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Cinderella. Where it's like you're so cruel. That's what we'll call you, you cruel, cruel Ella. Ella. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they find out the experiment that they did on her. Uh, yeah. the, if, uh, Why it wears are they off. experimenting on her? Because it's a Disney movie. It's whack. Just because she's a prisoner? This yes. Is, this is human rights violation. <laughs> well, she's a fucking animal rights violator. So you know what? <laughs> she gets the. She finally gets what she deserves. Um, <laughs> Just experimenting on people in prison in the world of one hundred two Dalmatians. One hundred one Dalmatians. And then, um, yeah, then. Uh, the experiment wears off when Big Ben goes off, and then she's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill those puppies again." Oh, and then how she- how far into the movie does that happen? That happens, I would say, a good thirty minutes in. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then it just becomes wow. the same movie, and then she and gets turned just- into a cake at the end. How's that? It's fun. It's Wait, how does she get turned into a cake? Because sorry, of- I did want this to be brief. <laughs> the, cl- really the climax happens in a cake factory. <laughs> in france i think and so um, she baked into a giant cake she's baked into it which also she did not burn like she literally turned into a fucking cake like a giant big cake and then she's like how are we gonna get out of and it was so cheesy her last line <laughs> it's like how are we gonna get out of prison this time cruella is like it's a piece of cake <laughs> it's so bad there's also a dalmatian that has no spots and she feels sad oh. about herself because she's like, I don't have spots. She doesn't talk because it's real people. Right. Um, so it's like, so sad. But then at the end, it's like, she has her spots. And, and Wait, then why does like, she get spots? Because I'm, so, she, I'm sorry. I'm really like asking in detail <laughs> because, questions. Because Dalma- Dalmatians get their spots. They don't have them when they're born, I think. They get them later oh. on. So she got them. And she's like, oh, my God. Odd. They call her Oddball. Oh, that's <laughs> mean. And, but she has her spots now. And. And that's the end. And there's only two live action 101 Dalmatians. That's movies. a shame. That Soon we'll to be never three. Know what happens to Corella and her cake. Yeah. Soon to be three. There will be th- a third one. <laughs> Wait, there's pre- going to be. An- is that the Emma Stone? That's the Emma Stone one. Is that the same universe? I don't know. I'm going to pretend it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, enough yes. of that. <laughs> Manny, why are we here today? We're here because we're millennials and we like to judge. Um, things. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, we're doing a bracket, much like last time. Yeah. Last hiatus. It's weird calling it hiatus. I feel like I should call it something else. 
It's a. Uh, it's just like distilled. It's it's it's, it's distilled water. It's um, it's it's uh, just like length and elongated. This is uh, the this is the um episode the the Valentine's Day special. I don't know when this is coming out. This is like a not like a Valentine's lo- Day. This is the this is like a this is like a lovely little special that happens in between seasons. I'm pretty sure this is like basically the Christmas episode. We're gonna have another episode that we call the Christmas episode. That's but, uh, true. <laughs> which is the next one. We keep saying it's the Christmas episode, but this episode does come out on the twenty eighth of December. Oh, the twenty eighth of December. So, so it's the this, New Year special. This is the it's New like Year Doctor special. Who. This is the, well. Don't say that, Brandon. They only had two New Year's years, uh, New oh, Year's really? specials. They're oh, mainly I known f- about them. They're only ma- known for their Christmas specials. Uh, one year, um, they were being cruel, and they did it on New Year's, and I didn't care. I didn't care for it. <laughs> did they consider it a New Year's special? Yes. Or they, did they, they still they, consider it? A they literally special? call the episode resolution. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I was like, this is fucking stupid. It's like me calling like an Easter special like basket or something. <laughs> that that would be great. Um, but yeah, but so yes. in today's episode we are going to be uh, ranking. Uh, well, not ranking. Not ranking. Uh, uh, like, we're going to head to head battles. Head to head battles. There will be blood. Um, we do <laughs> intend to kill these characters if they lose. So don't get too some attached. Some of them might already be, be dead. In <laughs> yeah, some of them might already be dead in universe. So who knows? <laughs> um, but um, just to let you know, Sister Patrice is not on this. No, it's just lo- the companions. Just the companions, not all the characters, not all. Yeah. The, uh, not like every single character. Like because if if that were true, then the urchin boy would win. <laughs> <laughs> the urchin boy. How could you forget our favorite? How could you forget best character? Possibly should have been the protagonist. Probably I want could, to, could have been a companion of his own. We need a uh, like a side story game for him, a la like a Star Wars story movie, or like, like where they solo, have like, but like called, solo. Like, Urchin. It's Urchin Boy, a Dragon Age <laughs> story. <laughs> um, but yes, this is our bracket. Uh, do you want me to go through what our matchups are going to be and what the rubric is that we used last time? Uh, let's see. Let's go through the rubric. Okay. But I kind of want, let's not say who's going up against each other, because I'd rather be at the moment. It's like like a shock. figuring out who's at who. Okay. Yeah, like a shock. I don't want to be like, well, I'm, I'm planning on voting for this one in advance. I want to be able to think about it at the moment yeah. and go through my gut instinct. I don't, I'm not going to go through logic. It's going to go through motion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I could try to be logical. You could be emotional, and then we can get the whole gamut. Exactly. But, uh, okay, so here's our rubric. There's five uh, categories, and I believe this is what we did last time. I did not listen back, and it has been a, over a year, <laughs> but this is what I remember. So we have these five categories, and we award a category to one of the people, and the person with the majority of them advances. So first we have humor, then skill, which I think is, like, fighting ability <laughs> or just Whoa. like general like skills okay um relatability story and x factor <laughs> <laughs> are they gonna perform what the and <laughs> i think x factor is just what we call just like the inexplicable charm like 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 they're like they're um they're oh god there's what, what makes them special what makes them unique in a way yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, then let's fire this up. Let's start. Let's let the bloodshed <laughs> begin. Round one. Okay. Round one. By the way, this is uh, we're doing eight companions. By the way, so Carver will not be on this list. Um, I'm sorry. Either way, he would have lost. Would have yeah, lost. We, we, we would not have been able to accurately uh, talk about him anyway. Exactly. So Carver's not on this list, and also not Talis, who the audience has not heard our episode on yet. Uh, yes. But she is, uh, we're not counting her here. Yeah, we're, we're not counting Felicia Day just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, here we go. Round one. We have on one corner, Bethany. Okay. Bethany Hawk. And on the other corner, we have Sebastian. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is this is not going to go too far. <laughs> 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 you you don't think go Sebastian too- has a fighting chance? N- no, he doesn't, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to start with Sebastian. Let's okay. start. Are, are you just going to do like your general first, or are we my, gonna I'm going to do like my general, my general thing? Okay. When he showed up, one, he's a DLC character, so already he's practically useless. He he he's not he's not well, he's not needed. He's not he's not necessarily he's not needed what, for required? the required. I mean, he's not, he's not required. I'll, yeah, you give me that, but I'll raise you this. Bethany is not required. Bethany can be replaced by her brother. But Bethany has a <laughs> bigger um, effect on the story than Sebastian. Okay. Bethany okay. is tied to the character, the main character. Sure. Whether she is dead or not. Yeah, that is fair. Whether she is killed in the Deep Roads or sent to the Circle or sent to the Grey Wardens, she is still in a vital <laughs> po- part of the main plot okay. of this game. Fair. While Sebastian, you can give a fuck about what the hell he's doing. He's Well, Manny, he warned, that, and I guess we can get into this in this story, but he was close to the Grand Cleric. He warned her to leave. We spoke to Sister Nightingale. Shit, I was close to the Grand Cleric. I don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> You're close to everyone. I'm close You're to everyone. I'm the cha- so, already, he's not necessary. All right. All right. Well, well, why don't we go through the rubric? Okay, let's go through the all rubric. All right. So, one, humor. Uh, Bethany's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Name one funny thing Bethany's ever done. Her hair. She thinks she's going <laughs> Um, I feel like we had fun with Bethany more than Bethany was fun. I wasn't. Though. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I feel like Bethany, even though I don't have a memorable joke about Bethany, do you have a memorable joke or any funny moment with Sebastian? Funny things about Sebastian. The only humorous thing I can think of is that, um, so he did, he had his little maker no, right? He'd make her no, like yes. Darth Vader. Um, but he. <laughs> But we also went to a haunted house with him. Okay, we did go and to a haunted house. And while it was the worst companion mission probably in the entire game, <laughs> <laughs> that the, the whole concept of it being a real haunt, like a real world haunted house <laughs> was really good. But I think, again, that's something that we put upon him. Mm. I don't think he's funny himself. Yeah, like I think that I, it, I know deep down that we did experience little jabs and uh little some wit from Bethany throughout the game. Uh-huh. Well, with her, when we had her time with her. Yeah. So, so yeah. I I know she definitely made some jokes. I, I it's in my memory. I just can't remember them. Yeah. But and at least it, she joked. Yeah, and even so, like if I had to rank 
or if I had to compare the fun we had with them, like us finding them funny, I find Bethany more amusing than Sebastian. Of course. I mean, literally, <laughs> I th- whenever I think of Bethany, I laugh because of her stupid hairstyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I think of Sebastian, he, he, he Sebastian is like... Yeah. This like a stale Goya uh cracker. <laughs> like one of those like unsalted like an crackers. unsalted cracker that that they give you with your soup and you're just like why do they even give this? To yeah, you? and like the uh let's say it's on like a charcuterie board. Yes. And the fun that we've had with him is the cheese that you put <laughs> on the cracker, but he's still just a plain cracker. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's poetic. <laughs> um, whereas so, Bethany's cheese is literally on her head it's the hair it's, it's literally part of her it's, it's literally part of her we can't separate it from her although I mean if if your uh, character has a different skin tone then she gets a different model with different hair that's which is true. so weird like why did they think that like when Bethany has tan skin this is what her hair looks like like literally I don't understand I really don't understand <laughs> But you know right, what, my, uh, our we, point we goes to to Bethany for humor. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I agree. Okay, what's the second one? The um skill skill. So Bethany's a fucking mage, which makes her <laughs> even more. And she inter- rains fire from the sky. And she rains fire from the sky. Already, her as a mage, she's already tied. Her identity is yeah. already tied to the main conflict of the game. That's true. or one of the main conflicts of the game. So yeah. not only is she related to the main character but her mere existence is yeah. in in peril due to this totalitarian government <laughs> even though she's not affected by it she could be affected by it if she goes to the circle um yeah but since she's with the great warden she's she kind of safe <laughs> yeah she escaped that but, but although i would say this is more story whereas yeah. skill wise i mean i would still say it goes to her skill wise yeah. i mean we we've been talking the whole time about how she rains fire from the sky <laughs> exactly she can like freeze people she's so powerful i mean that's why they're afraid of mages yeah. to begin with and then add on to that that she's a great warden yeah. so like you have to imagine she's gotten more skills in like Exa- the years that we hadn't seen her yeah like i honestly how many times have we used sebastian we've only used we've used him very little and if I, think I had to of- think of his most skillful moment, I would probably say purposefully missing the Grand Cleric's head when he <laughs> shot at her. It's like, oh, wow, you missed. <laughs> like, wow, he has such great aim. He purposely hit the paper instead of her, like, shoulder. What an incredible what's archer. Brandon, I just want to bring this back. You said that, oh, yes. he has a close relationship to the Grand Cleric. He shot an arrow. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Dragon Age version of uh, when you tease your siblings. It's like, oh, we're close, so this is what we do. It's like, oh, well, I, you know, we love each other, so I shoot arrows like near her head. Oh my god, this is not the <laughs> is Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bethany already her skill set is a thousand times more impressive than I'm Sebastian. inclined to agree. Um, three story, we kind of already uh, three is relatability. Oh, relatability. Um, okay. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe we can't relate to Sebastian as much because we really did not speak with him or communicate yeah. with him as much. So maybe that's why we can't relate to him as much. Let me talk through some of his, like, struggles as a character. Okay. And let's see if we can find something relatable there. Okay. So, um, he's a prince. <laughs> Already. Wow. 
<laughs> but okay, but Alistair was a prince and we related to him, but that's much different. So Well, well yeah, different that Alistair was a pr- uh, he found out he was a prince. He wasn't born <laughs> into royalty. He was a bastard child to a prostitute. Wasn't wasn't she a prostitute? Uh no, she wasn't a she was an elf, but she wasn't uh she wasn't a Well, no, we know who it is from the what? books. Oh, I'm 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 really fucking thinking of a different fucking uh, story. But either way, he wasn't. He didn't live in the lap of luxury. He he lived yeah. in. The, he he wasn't like a rich boy. Right. He Sebastian kinda, is like a rich. He's boy a rich boy. He's a, lost. He, he so his whole family is killed. I would say if you relate to Richie Rich, you'll relate to Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, I guess your whole family was <laughs> Mordored, then maybe as well. But oh, he's he also, Batman. Yeah, he's Batman. Except he's like a really bad Batman. <laughs> but he also has religious entanglements, and for some reason, uh, encouraging him to be religious increases friendship, and encouraging him to like regain his lands makes you him a rival. But I don't know why oh, those are God. mutually exclusive. You know what this is? You know what that's making me sound like? Sebastian sounds like what a Christian <laughs> film, like like a Christian film version of like a hero's tale. Like if they can't use Jesus, we're going to create like this little rich boy who loves Jesus Christ. Who loves the maker. <laughs> and, he, and he fights crime. Yeah. But like if I had to say... Like, if I had to describe in a few words, I I would say about his religious side of his story, I would mm-hmm. say, oh, well, he has to choose between his religion and his revenge or whatever. Oh, but it's like the trial I, of faith. I feel like if I had to lay out why he had to choose between them, I'm not sure I could. Like, <laughs> you know what I like mean? Like, we've seen religious people in the in Dragon. Not, like, I'm not, I'm just going to take out from our <laughs> reality. But we've seen religious people in this universe do terrible, like, murderous things. <laughs> Clearly, the, uh, you could be religious and, and uh... I mean, look enact revenge. at fucking What's-Her-Face at, um... Oh, God. Uh, Leliana. Um... Who? Dorothea? No, Leliana. Look at Leliana. Oh, just like look at Leliana. Oh. Just like, she's religious, but that bitch fucking kills people left and right. <laughs> and she likes it. And she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I-, I can't say I find Sebastian relatable. As for Bethany, like, she has a more human storyline. Yeah. Where it's like, she is losing her family members left and right. And <laughs> she's being... She's like uh, in a society where she has to hide who she is and oh, see, stuff like she, that. She's a refugee. Relatable. There. Point goes to Bethany. I mean, I, I'm not a refugee, but what I'm saying is that I feel like her story is more, is more human. human. Yeah. Yeah. So Bethany already has three, but for the sake of it, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Sebastian after this. So we might as well get through <laughs> the rest for him. Yeah. Story. Um, we kind of already talked about we it. We already kind of talked about that went to Bethany because she's already <laughs> one tied to the main character, two tied to the main plot, three yeah. is just infinitely more interesting of a storyline than Sebastian. He wants to what? Get revenge and, yeah. and I mean like honestly Her I story fi- evokes emotion where it's like yeah. all the family members that we've known all the way. Yeah. Like there is 
there is a way to write Sebastian's story in an interesting way. Yeah. I just think he has a very cliche revenge story plot. Yeah, and it's not even the main plot. It's just like a cliche side plot that you don't even have to look at. Like, I don't know. It's just like, if there was a little bit more outward inner turmoil yeah and him like if he's like maybe should i go through revenge like if it was really eating up at him and he slowly like it would have been more interesting if we could also also we didn't finish his arc right did we not finish no his we arc? did we did all we, of his missions oh see that even that we did all his <laughs> missions it didn't feel like and you didn't even think we finished his arc that says a lot already already like i would have liked to seen with the, with all these other characters, you can kind of see that they changed by the end. Yeah. Most of them changed by the end of the game. Like, Meryl changed. Um, Fenris changed. Aveline, to a particular point. She turned into something. She turned into something. <laughs> she turned into uh, Roger Ailes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Anders uh, definitely changed. He went from a nice guy to... My terrorist boyfriend. Right. So there was a clear character progression. I don't think Sebastian shares that with any of the other characters. I feel like, honestly, even with like, let's say someone who we didn't have as much time with, um, uh, Isabella, even though yeah. she left us mid-game, she had a more interesting plot line than Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. And th- which is definitely like had so many repercussions. Whereas- yeah. Sebastian was a DLC character, yes. I think that Shale, I mean, Shale was also a DLC character, and I yeah. never felt too much like she was apart from everything else that was going that on. That is the thing, yes. Like, she didn't have main plot relevance, but she at least was fun to have around. And, like, I was interested in her kind of lore, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, she's like this golem who was once a dwarf, and we found out her history, yeah. like, organically during a main plot mission, where, um, like it just fit naturally. Yeah. But I think Sebastian, the only time he kind of fit into what was going on already was like the Sister Nightingale stuff. Yeah. And I, then when the Grand Cleric died and he hated Anders. Well, I'll say this. Each character had their own little area that you could talk with them, right? Like you had Meryl was in her house. Yeah. Fenris was in his abandoned mansion. Yeah. Um Varric and Isabella were at the bar. Uh-huh. Um Aveline at the police station. <laughs> um was Sebastian in cuz I don't remember where we would speak with Sebastian. <laughs> I'm very sure he was in the chantry. Is he already there? It's not even like a a relatable place to go to. to I mean it's with, a church. It's the church, but it's like it's like government church. It's not even like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a socialist church. It's like the public owned <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not even like a like like the neighborhood like Baptist or Catholic church. It's literally fucking gov- part of the government. Yeah, it's it's church, but also somehow they control the police. <laughs> yeah. So all right, there's know. it's just he's not relatable, and his story is just not compelling. It could have been written better mm-hmm. if they gave gave him a little bit more character. I feel like his character in himself wasn't as engaging um his biggest story moment was when he wanted anders to die after he exploded the chantry yeah but even that was like like that was really intense mm-hmm. and i was like holy shit sebastian and then he left and i was just like all right bye you know <laughs> it's like okay bye i never yeah. felt like that really impacted too much 
to me. Yeah. So he's just honestly, and let's just go to the next, the X Factor. Yeah. Um, does Sebastian even have one? I mean, he has a lovely accent. He has a fun accent. He has um, nice clothes. Uh, he does have a nice outfit. He's His rather entrance handsome. was memorable. Entrance was memorable. He's rather handsome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just can't like when I see Sebastian, I don't think like, oh yeah, like this is a fun character. Whereas like, when I see Bethany, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm so happy to see Bethany. Whenever like, I see like her. when whenever we saw Bethany, we freaked out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like is she? They made her presence. Um. They made it meaningful. Especially after she, I mean, of course, after she left, where it's like every time you saw her, I was like, oh my God, it's Bethany, like literally every time. Yeah. Whereas with Sebastian, like I never once said like, oh, yay, <laughs> like Sebastian. <It's> Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, Sebastian, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, a clean if, sweep. you could have been, you, I, I appreciate my time with you, Sebastian, but I think you just belong in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> all right so i've uh entered bethany as the winner of this round congratulations Bethany! congratulations bethany you you, uh, you literally won full stars all stars <laughs> moving on to the next round we have on one corner meryl oh this is gonna be interesting and on the other corner varick Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> this was random. Oh, boy. So, I honestly feel like Meryl wins against, like, a good amount of people, but Varric is a tough sell. But I think it's not going to be a clean sweep here. This is not going to be easy. I liked... You know what this is? I'm going to I'm gonna base our little, um, our little ranking thing. I feel like X Factor is, like, the bonus star. <laughs> it's like a tiebreaker, right? Yeah. It's the bonus star. <laughs> from Mario Party. From Mario Party. Who stepped on the most question mark? Like, how did this person beat them? Well, via X. They got the X Factor star. <laughs> uh, right. Bonus stars. Just to say, real quick, the the bonus star for the most coins. That is fucking bullshit. First of all, <laughs> coins are already a tiebreaker when you have tied stars. Second of all. This is just rewarding the 1%. Giving a bonus star to the person <laughs> with the most coins is corporate welfare. <laughs> All right. Anyway, welfare oh for the 1%. Um, but okay. Um, so, yeah. So, first first is um, Hugh Moore. Okay. Hugh Moore. <laughs> it sounds like a name. Hugh Moore. It's like the uh, worst name for a comic relief <laughs> character. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Hugh Moore. Oh, it's, boy, I tripped on my leg. I don't know. I say balls. I tripped on my balls. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, so, okay. So, here we have two different types of comedy here. Yeah. With these two I characters. I think they both make lots of jokes. They make lots of jokes. Varric, here, the thing is, we're laughing with Varric. We're <laughs> laughing at Meryl. <laughs> yeah um although i think i laugh harder at meryl, at meryl than i do laugh that Eric. <laughs> i i was going to say that throughout since meryl coming into the game mm -hmm. she is literally the wrong the longest running joke that we've had <laughs> that like and and it's specifically with us i feel like 
outside of this podcast, Meryl's respected as, <laughs> as like, this amazing character. But with us two... I don't we- know if this is, like, a community experience of seeing Meryl in this light. Uh, I feel like this is the first time. I don't know if this is the first time Meryl's been seen in this light. But, and I feel bad because I know there's a lot of people yeah. who really love Meryl. And I feel bad for making <laughs> fun of her. People literally, like, tweet at us and they're, they're like, I really like Meryl. You're so mean to her. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And it's just like, I'm sorry. But it just it, it just makes it, the, the, the comedy just makes it so easy. It's with- a very, uh, it's, um, it's like the Meg it's like the Jan, the Gary. Yeah. That all kind of characters. characters like the Family one guy, who's. Uh, sorry, well, that's. What was it? Family Guy. Uh, Family Guy, Brady Bunch, and. Brady Bunch Parks and, and Parks and Rec, and Rec respectively. Yeah. Like, um, basically. But here's the funny thing about that that those characters end up being the voice of reason within. Uh, yeah, a bunch of chaotic. Characters. Where it's like they do something right, and everyone's just like, "Shut up, Meg!" Or Shut whatever. up, Meg! Yeah, and it, and so like we're saying, well, Meryl, she did some bad things, and I feel like that's where we come from when we make fun of her—that she's like <laughs> this crazy blood mage, right? That's true. <laughs> um, I and there like- are times where we joke about her saying something right, and we're all like, shut up, Meryl. Shut but up, I don't Meryl. think that's ever actually happened in the text. No, it's never happened. Except for maybe... No, yeah, I can't really think of anything where, like, she was right and we just shut her down. <laughs> the only thing that I could see is where we, where we really, like... I feel like we... It really came apparent when the whole fade thing happened. Like, it was kind of jokey <laughs> off in our world, not necessarily reflecting in the game. It right. wasn't until we got to the fade where yeah. we told where she's apologizing to us and we're like, I will cut you down if you do something again. Yeah. Where that's then- when it got really like in the game. Yeah. And then that's when the rivalry began. Yeah. Well, or I think the rivalry, like the one hundred percent rivalry officially began when we didn't give her the our ruling home. Yeah. And that wasn't funny. That was just cruel. That was like, just very I cruel. bad watching that. I was like, oh I my know. God, like we were just girl. not good. We were not good people. And I, I would no. like to apologize to everyone <laughs> if we we were too cruel to Meryl. Maybe we uh, could have let her down nicely. Yes. I mean, honestly, though, I just really love the jokes that we made, though. <laughs> me, me too. Like, I feel like a lot of Varric's jokes, I can't really remember anything that was like a, a good chortle. Well, okay, a good joke that he did, because one, also, he is the narrator. And I would mm. say mm. his yeah, his top, my favorite thing he's ever done was the scene where he's describing him shooting up everyone in the house. I and it's completely fake. And it's so funny. That's true. That's <laughs> and, true uh, like, too. that was really funny. So, um, I do like- That was really good. Um, so, really, I feel like to choose this- <sighs> One is reflected in the game and one is not. One is something that we created. Yeah, that's true. And the other is the intent of the author. Right. And like, whereas in Bethany and Sebastian's round, both of them were kind of like of our creation. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is our first instance of of, uh, literally in the text, like this is humor that is actually landing. Like, there are things that Meryl says that are supposed to be funny, 
Because she's like, oh, I'm quirky and blah, 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 blah. Um, Did, didn't she say that Isabella taught her how to do body shots? Yes. And that was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. And it was also like, um, I'm trying to think of some other jokes of hers. I know that she, uh, there was one joke where um, we we're asking how Aveline's honeymoon went. <laughs> and Meryl was like, why don't you want to talk about it? Or something like that. She was like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. So I do remember some things. And they mostly have to do with her naivete. Yeah. Should we judge on what made us laugh harder compared <laughs> to what the intent of the actual game was? Um, I think I would give it to... <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'll give it to Meryl because here's my reasoning i think okay. that this entire podcast is our experience with dragon age true and so i think that this character bracket it, it it's okay for it to be like judged based on our experience with it as opposed to like the 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 game as a as an entity mhm so i think i would i think my point will go to meryl i would agree with you Plus, Meryl has my favorite joke of the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> what uh, is that? Which was the episode where we um, where we did Bethany, no, Aveline's stupid little date. And um, we <laughs> oh, said, <laughs> she sings like Josh Groban. <laughs> She's singing. And then like, <laughs> Talia's like, you fucking sound horrible, Meryl. Anders sing, and Anders sounds terrible. He's like, voice of an angel he has. <laughs> and I, I was—I died at that joke. That, I guess, that is kind of like an instance, it is of our creation, but yeah. where, like, Meryl is good at something and we hate her <laughs> for it. And there was also when we said, uh, make her damn it, Meryl. <laughs> she did said something right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and I guess she also... Something that she did right and we hated was the fade. Not right, but she had a more justifiable reason for going against us in the fade. Yeah. But we gave her more shit for it. So, I, okay. Yeah, I, I'm happy giving it to Meryl. I'm happy giving it to Meryl for the, for the first point. Yes. Okay. Skill. Skill. Okay. So, here's... Yeah, you go. I was going to say, there's a reason why Varric is part of the A-team. Mm-hmm. And that is because he's very useful. And we also uh, like him. And we also like him. Uh, he's very <laughs> useful with his crossbow. Um, I feel yeah. like... And it has very specific, like, crossbow abilities that are different than, say, like, a regular archer. Yeah. And what's... I think because Meryl... By the time Meryl came, we already had two other freaking mages. So adding a third... Yeah, that's true. Was a little bit overkill. And there was really nothing specific that she could do that mm -hmm. would be like, oh, let's take her on. Like, Anders yeah. was our healer. Uh, Bethany was our fireball demon from the sky. And, and uh, like, Meryl could do those things. Like, we gave her those abilities. But I don't really attribute them to her. Yeah. Like, I when I think of, like, the elemental magic of the freezing and the fire, I think of Bethany. Yeah. Meryl, I think of blood magic. Yeah. Which I guess is skill, but... It is a skill. I don't know if I want to reward it. It's a skill that, <laughs> that I definitely do not condone. I do not condone that skill. <laughs> um, I would definitely go with, um, honestly, with Varric, because he, compared to how many people did we have that use uh, a bow? 
a bow. It was just Varric and Sebastian. In this and game. clearly, <laughs> one of them was only useful. <laughs> I will also say that um, Varric is skilled in other ways as well. He's persuasive. He's a storyteller. Yes. I think that those skills came in handy like story wise, but also gameplay wise, like yeah, like uh, convincing them to let go Fainreal, you know, stuff like yes, that. Yes, I was actually going to mention that. Yeah, because that was yeah. really like the fact that we didn't have to even kill someone. <laughs> you could right. just like uh, convince somebody to let someone right. go. Like that is that is part of skill in my book, and I think Meryl, though she is like magic and she's a blood mage and stuff, I don't see her as well rounded of. A companion as far as usefulness goes. Yeah. All right. So, so point goes to Varric. All right. One Meryl, one Varric. Oh God, it's gonna be. This is gonna be interesting. Relatability. Oh. Okay. I would say they're both relatable at points in their story. Hmm. Um. We have Varric with the relationship with his brother. Yeah. And you know, just that whole storyline, and then we have Meryl. <sighs> Here's the thing. I almost want to give this to Meryl. I, I kind of want to give this to Meryl. <laughs> I think Meryl's written to be relatable. He, she is written to be. She's, she's you know, naive. She's a little mm-hmm. quirky. She, right. She's nervous. Um, she, I feel like she also has very low self-worth. Yeah. And she wants to prove herself to the Keeper. Um. Yeah. She, like, seeks validation. Yeah. So yeah. that is instantly more relatable. And also, I, I'll tie this in with the story because her story, where she ends up, is a lot more satisfying than where yeah. Varric ends up with his storyline, um, with the relationship with his brother and you know the idol and all that stuff. I feel like Meryl's relatability, since her story is more focused on her herself, right? Rather than Varric, it's he's focusing on himself, but it's more. He's not questioning himself. He's more just dealing with like familial issues. Yeah, like I don't think Varric's story is very much of an internal struggle at all. Yeah, now that you mention it. Um, the only times where I think he's at a crossroads is um, at, like like you said, his relationship with his brother. But even then, like determining whether he wants Bartrand to die or live is based on whether Anders is in your party to, like, calm him down from yeah. his craziness. It's not much of, like, an internal battle. It, it's, like, it, the solution to that is kind of external. Yeah. Whereas with Meryl, like you said, she seeks validation. She um, she is, like, uh, motivated by her, um, like, love for her culture. Uh, and then that causes her to be an outcast, and then she goes to Kirkwall, where she's still an outcast, and she, like, has no real place in the world. Um, I definitely think that's much more of a relatable story for a character. I would give this to Meryl for relatability. I I would, too, yeah. All right, so two and one. Varric, you're not, uh, you're not not holding up. You know, um, so... Story. This might get decided right now because I'm gonna say it right now. <laughs> that Meryl's story is far superior than Varric's. Um, I agree that her character arc is superior, but I will say 
that Varric is more woven into the plot. plot. And so you have to consider true. that he is the narrator that and all true. the joy that we got from like this different way to tell the story with this interrogation with Cassandra. Like I think that is a really novel part of Dragon Age 2. And I think that that goes to Varric in the story column because he's driving like this entire cool way to look hmm. at the narrative. You okay, you did that is true. That is very much true. I was thinking more of their own personal stories right. rather than tying it back, but now mm-hmm. looking at like back to the main crux of yeah. the entire narrative of the game. Even with the whole battle the thing with between mages and uh the Templars, Meryl really wasn't as involved, especially for being a mage. She right. wasn't as tied into that story. I feel like they really picked out like Anders is the mage, like like represent advocate, advocate for this being pop. a blood mage. Yeah, Meryl really didn't do anything. <laughs> she in really terms didn't do anything. Like the mage like, Templars. Thing. Like if she if if they wrote a part for her where she was like, hey, let's. I f- I feel like you'll probably need more time. I would like to see maybe her and Anders probably get a little bit closer. Yeah. Due to the whole situation and her maybe helping him out with this bombing. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god. Um but um or see, you know, the ramification maybe he sp- speaks to her about it or something. I don't know. There's but a Anders lot of- also hates Meryl. He does hate Meryl because of, you know, the blood mage and that, that she gives and, like, just a the bad demon name. stuff, despite him having like a corrupted spirit inside of him. Exactly. So it's like hypocrite, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so you know what? I I could possibly agree with you that maybe it it should go to Varric because he is more closely tied to the main plot of the story. He is the one who gets us into the deep roads for the uh, end of Act 1. Yeah. I mean, he does drive Act 1 more than he drives any of the other acts. Yeah. But it's still narrated by him. Yeah. Um. So he still drives everything, I guess, in that yeah. sense. But the act that he is most involved in, I think, was probably the least engaging of, like... like like okay. climaxes. I will say he has a very weak um very weak personal missions. Mm-hmm. Very weak missions tied directly to him. While Meryl has yeah. a stronger narrative for her personal story. But he right. has a he is tied more to the main plot like impact impact of the he's yeah. impactable to the main game than Meryl is. This is hot. I I think I I have something else to say that I realized the other day, and I I wanted to save it for this. So while we're talking about Varric's story, I do want to say this. Okay. So you know how everyone left us? There was a point in the game where everyone had been gone except for Aveline, Meryl, and Varric. Yes. Aveline and Meryl were the two people that betrayed us in the Fade. So if you think about it, (laughs) Varric is the only person who has never left or betrayed us. That is true. Um, and he's the only person required to be there in the end due to being the narrator. <laughs> so when you think about it, the only person who didn't betray us was the, like the one person required to not betray you. <laughs> My God. <laughs> and therefore, he is the most loyal of all our <laughs> companions. 
Yeah, that that was something I realized that like of our little band of three that were still with us, two of them were the two people that betrayed <laughs> us. All right, are you ready to put your vote in? Um, yes. All right, I'm gonna give it to Varric. I was also gonna give story to Varric because I think that the the narration is something very specific to Dragon Age Two. Yeah. It's something I don't think I've ever seen in a game. Hmm. Um. And I, I think that is something in his column, and I want to reward it. Okay. And now, the bonus star, they're tied. Two, two. Mm. Mm. So, who has the most X. coins? Who has <laughs> the most <laughs> coins? I think Varric. Varric does. Uh, but, okay, X Factor. So, this is just any... So, Varric is the narrator of, uh-huh. the, of the game. Um... So that that's a big thing for him. That's right. that's something special. He adds basically we're playing his version of the events. Technically. Right. Yes. Um so there would not be a Dragon Age 2 without, <laughs> without him. Um Meryl, I'm trying to really think of an X factor for Meryl. I think that Meryl in terms of like X factor I think we've had the most unique relationship with Meryl. That is true. Compared to any other character we've experienced in the entire series. Like every other character. Really, Meryl is the one I think that gave us the most impact due to just the <laughs> fucking shit we've we've joked around with her. Like yeah. no one has had that much impact from this game. <laughs> I would say the closest is maybe Aveline or okay. Anders. I mean, you mean in Dragon Age Two. In Dragon Age Two, um, like Aveline, we have the run, running joke that she is just a fucking terrible boss, and she's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very questionable practices. Very questionable practices as a as a manager, and um, Anders as my terrorist boyfriend. But Meryl, I feel like those happened after specific points in the game. They weren't like that. Wasn't the joke throughout the entirety of the game. Mm-hmm. While Meryl, from the fucking get-go, we just joked. I think even when we did her episode, we joked that the that the keep was having a party as we were leaving. The clan, yeah. The clan, yeah. Like we were just like like they were like as we're walking away, they're blasting celebrate. <laughs> and I kinda wanna like I wanna throw her a bone after all that we've thrown at her. Like I want to give her this win. You know what I mean? That's true. She you know what? There's no character in Dragon Age 2 that has significantly given us this much of an impact as Ma- as Meryl. Meryl gave us joy. Honestly, yeah. I I would give this to Meryl. She she I, I deserves agree. this. This is she, I feel like this is like a this is written like a movie where it's like you did all you could. You were they made fun of you. They did all this, but then you won <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Well, you won this round, at least. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't know about the other rounds, but but you, Meryl, I, I, just to make it up to you, I am going to award you <laughs> with another chance to be yes. the, the best character of Dragon Age 2. So I give my point to Meryl. I agree. I feel like, I feel like I'm an elector in the Electoral College. <laughs> <laughs> the next round, round three... And we're already an hour in, so we gotta try to be quicker. Okay. All right, so, round three. Fenris versus 
Anders. Okay, this is going to be quick. I feel uh, like these are two um, kind of similar roles in, like, archetypes. Yes. In a way. I would just like to say humor, uh, Anders. Anders is funny. <laughs> Anders made jokes. Um, Fenris, not funny. Too serious. Bored me to death. Has a dusty yeah. old freaking house. He did have <laughs> he did have some jokes about being very serious, but I'm not sure that I don't, they I, I don't think they land. The only one I can think of is when he when we like saved the girl, Orana, mm-hmm. and he was like, You have us you you're gonna take her as a slave. And we were like, we're giving her a job. And he was like, oh, very well. And it's like, oh, look, he misunderstanding. He's so serious. But I don't think that's like, yeah, I don't think that's at the level of the humor that Anders Yeah. Is. I think um, Anders, we already had a history with Anders being funny. Yeah. Um, from the last time we saw him. So I think. <laughs> Although he, he was kind of less so. He was less funny in this game, mainly due to justice. Yeah. Um, plus he has uh, one of our running on run on jokes yeah so i think for the sake of humor it should go to anders i totally agree um and then fighting uh skill or skill skill not necessarily just fighting fighting um so i'll I'll give fenris this he has a glowy hand that goes through people that that is a very shocking thing i feel like we don't (laughs) talk about it as much like why can this character like stick his hand through people and then rip it back out and just suck the soul out of their bodies. Yeah, <laughs> and um, not, what is what kind of Dragon and, Age character? And what kind of well, he's not a Dragon Age character. He's an anime <laughs> boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a skill. He to look unlike any other character we've come across. He has the power of anime. He I'm has- surprised when Mer- uh, when Meredith jumped up fifty feet. I'm surprised he didn't jump up with her and just start <laughs> fighting the sky <laughs> and start glowing and then be like, no. And then just like explode. <laughs> um, but um, no, I think uh, Anders was his skill. He was necessary to any of the hard battles. That's that true. We, we needed him. That's like, true. We he did revive people. He did revive people. Like unlike Fenris was like the second strong fighter that yeah. we had. However, we had Aveline. Who could and do that? She and she kind of was better at it. She, she was a fucking tank. A tank. She was yeah. like, like you like could. We hit had her. the damage, like yeah. dealt with with other people, but we needed the defense. Yeah. Um. I would say for skills, uh, Anders was much more important to us due to his skills as a healer. Yeah. And a mage. He also had um in the story he had justice taken over him. And while he was unskilled at controlling it, <laughs> that does make him very powerful and very unique in his yes. powers. So and I guess that's you could be of two minds about that as also, well. Also, he has the or negative. He has the skill of changing his wardrobe when he gets serious. No one else did that. No one else did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, so also, we, we we can't speak to the skills in bed, but oh, if, if you're as like. Uh, fucked up as anders and, and you're, you get and to keep talia for seven years i i assume those are there yeah i mean the magic brandon the magic that must feel amazing <laughs> it a, it's like isabella said it's like a threesome yeah with justice there <laughs> oh my god see that's why it's a threesome every night <laughs> 
Um, so I would give uh, Anders skill mainly due to the threesome power. Um, that that's like the main one. Yeah, the main and, one. And Fenris's like gauntlet going through people—that's not in the gameplay. Yeah, he just does that when you need him, and like that's just more of like that would go more into X Factor. Whereas, like, wow, right. what an, what a great way to introduce you! You just come out of nowhere. Fantastic timing. Like literally talking oh, about yeah, him, I and then magically that. just comes yeah. up like hello, and then <laughs> fucking. He has put, a great voice. That's he, a skill. He has a great voice. I was about to say that his um he reminds me of Carmen from Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen of all people. Because remember the part in Spy Kids 3D where she fucking like he's like, that's not she's not real Junie. And she puts her <laughs> fucking claw through the goddamn hologram girlfriend. Right. And it's like that's that's Fenris. <laughs> like he's like, I have to prove to you that this Templar is not real. And he just fucking <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh my god alright yeah so um, I would yeah. say yes Um, skill goes to Anders next up is relatability okay you know what this is where I could give Fenris a fighting chance I can give him something he has some inner turmoil um, yeah. he has some a lot of fucking baggage that he has to get through <laughs> uh, a lot I would say of all the people who need a therapist in this game it's him um Dealing Although I will say, followed closely by Anders. <laughs> followed. Both of these men need therapy. <laughs> Luckily, it's the men of the game that are the most broken. And not the females. Uh, the females are the strongest. We do have Meryl. There's Meryl, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so um, Fenris dealing with his past as being a slave. Um, yeah. Being separated from his sister that he didn't know existed. Oh yes, um, yeah, and just you know the pain that he feels. He he he's honestly he is a revenge story told mm -hmm. correctly. Yeah, I would agree. I think his story is told very well. I think that he has a clear progression, whereas someone like um, Varric and even Anders to an extent, where mm -hmm. their character plots are just sort of like what they're up to in the moment. Whereas Fenris's are a clear progression through his narrative. Mm -hmm. Um and then ending in like the culmination. I uh but I guess that's more story. But but th this is all to say that I think that his story is told very well. I think he has very human struggles despite being clearly like possibly the most fantasy person we've yeah. ever met <laughs> in this game. Uh but his struggles are very personal. Yes. Now, Anders, mm -hmm. um, I feel that his type of story, also, there's a lot of revenge in this story, uh, but his yeah, is more of, ju he wants justice. You for know, his he, people. For his people. Um, funny enough, he has justice in him. Just the spirit of justice in him. Yeah. Um, and I would say... That is more relatable. Mm -hmm. I feel not to get a little bit too touchy here. Yeah. That it feels more his story feels more relatable now. Yeah. Than when we like played this it. even came out. It's, well, yeah. Or and when we played it and because when like uh, it when you think about it, even though Anders' story is less, um, it's less 
about the personal struggle and more about the societal like activism right yeah um it it is more relatable because it's so analogous to the real world yes um it's not like sebastian where his story is less personal and it's more about like like uh getting his land back and and all that it's a bit larger than himself but anders's plot is larger than himself but it's also more analogous to something that like real people go through yeah so i would i'd probably give it to anders for that reason as well okay even though i like fenris's like inner struggle but i think anders is more uh it's more relatable to like the everyday person especially today yeah all right, so Anders already three, so there's no way for Fenris to fucking oh, win. True. But you know what? Let's just go ahead anyway. Story goes to Anders. A- Anders. <laughs> it goes to Anders. Um, he's tied to the main story. He's basically a giant. He affects it the most. He blew up a fucking chantry. Yeah. So how can we not give that to him? Because I mean, he we gave Varric, We gave Varric's story against Meryl, which is kind of similar. Like Anders' story is more about the main plot. And Fenris' story is more about his, um, like, personal story. But Meryl's personal story was stronger, and Varric's, like, plot story was potentially weaker, and we still gave that to Varric. So, Fen- <laughs> like, Anders has the even wider margin in that argument, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so, I would say, yeah, Anders. Yeah, because, like, I mean, think of the impact of him... Like bomb in the chantry. That that that's crazy. That's crazy when that happened. He that's like is... a moment that's talk that's still like reviled. Let's still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know the word. Like but. like he basically the shit hit the fan because of him. Yeah, and, and we got to see the entire like way there. You know. Yeah. So I would say it should go to him for story, and then for X Factor. You know what? Fenris, you look like an anime character. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. I that, feel bad making it a clean sweep. I know. I feel bad. I mean, but I, I we did have some lovely moments with Fenris. I will say he wasn't my favorite character, but he was much better than Sebastian. He left much more of an impact than Sebastian. And we and if we like, who would we say is the Fenris of the previous game? Probably Sten. That's what I would I would agree with that. Yeah, but I. I think we had a bit. I I like Fenris more than Sten. I so do think. I. So do I. Um, whereas Anders is more analogous, I guess, to Alistair. But I think they that would be a hard battle. But yeah. point is, I think that there is a lot of good to say about Fenris, even if he doesn't come out of here with any points. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then really for X Factor for, I feel like it's unfair for Alistair. I mean, Alistair Anders. For yeah. X Factor, because um, since he was so tied to the story, and also we were in a r- romantic relationship with him, right? Um, it is hard to like pin that against Fenris, who was just like he's good in his own right. He he is yeah. a good character. Um, I just think compared to basically one of the main characters of the game, because a- Anders is basically the male lead of this game. Yeah, especially since you're romancing him. I mean, you could say Varric could be the male lead, but when you consider that Anders drives the plot through its final act, yeah. whereas Varric takes more of a back seat, it's like, it really shows how impactful he is. Yeah. 
And because it's like the main conflict that he's driving instead of like the sort of expedition stuff, you see the progression and yeah. Like I, like like let's say I'm I'm just gonna say it like this. If this were a poster for okay. a movie where like all the heads are stacked the big heads and then you have like the smaller characters just like doing a punch into yes. the air. Like Tali would be the big head. Yeah. And just be a slightly smaller head. Right. Uh maybe Bethany or Aveline be almost the same size as uh, Yeah, maybe like symmetrical. Symmetrical, yes. <laughs> like same size as each other. Like I would like say possibly side. Bethany and Anders would have the same head size. Oh, okay. And then uh Varric and uh Aveline would have a slightly smaller head size. Yeah, and then Fenris is just kind of someone doing like an attack yes. into the air. <laughs> Like in the just like flying out of the ether. Yes, and then like <laughs> and then like like uh Meryl just like casting a spell or cutting right. her hand. <laughs> right. But he he's not a head in the center. No, no. For sure. And I think Anders also has the uniqueness. Like he has justice inside of him. Yeah. And justice was a character that we knew before. Yeah. Like that is such a unique and that, that, that is unique that he's the only one, the one character that we've had history with from a previous title. Yeah. And as he has companion. another character that we have history with inside of him. Exactly. So <laughs> he's someone that we're already familiar with. And so like when that's I an- first played this game, Dragon Age 2, before this podcast, mm-hmm. and I knew he had like a spirit of justice inside of him. But when I found out that justice was like a companion, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, how does that even make sense? You know? <laughs> So I think that is a really unique aspect to him yeah. and his place in like not only the world but also just like the series. Mm-hmm. So, so you know what? Let's. Sorry, I'm sorry, Fenris. Clean slate. Clean sweep. Not slate. Clean sweep. Clean slate. Try next time. Uh, clean sweep. Anders wins this matchup. Um, oh. Next matchup, Brandon. Is this hard? Um. So we only have two remaining, and it is. On one corner, Isabella, and on the other corner, Aveline. This is, I think this will be harder than it sounds, personally. Yeah, and that's what, I, I agree with you. All right. Humor. Isabella's fucking funny. She's great. She um, is. The only thing I have against Isabella is that her jokes tend to be very one-dimensional. It's very, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. She wants to fuck this person and fuck them hard. Yeah, and and she she's she's just like a sex bot, which is it's refreshing to have a strong female character who is also sexually confident. Yeah, that's true. That that I will give that to her. Usually, females are portrayed if they're portrayed strong, they're not like sexual. They're just like I'm tough. I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. Right, and if they are like sexual, they're not. They're not tough. yeah, it's normally like, and and if they are tough and sexual, it's normally like a sexualized yeah. kind of like. Like I feel like, like I'm gonna shoot you, but I'm gonna like hold my gun incorrectly so I can pose sexually. Yeah, like, whereas with Isabella, know, like I think her competence is apart from her sexuality. Like how I feel, like I when I think of female characters, like sexual feeling characters in fantasies, I think of uh that fucking red lady from Game of Thrones who. She doesn't really do. She's just magic, but she doesn't like fight or anything. She's just like, I'm okay. sexy. Look at me, <laughs> and I'm fucking the main guy. I'm using like they're using their sex in a political way to get what they want. 
Um, right. Oh, I've I've definitely seen that archetype a lot too. Yeah. Where it's like, look at her using her wiles to get yeah. what she wants, which is like a form of like strength and empowerment, but it's not. Uh, there you're kind of marrying the two. Whereas yeah. Isabella here sort of separates the two. Yeah, like I feel like Isabella, she's like she's a pirate. She can fight for herself. She could defend herself. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to have sex all the time. She got, <laughs> I mean, she could be happy and fun. I'm not going to judge her. <laughs> and let's consider, I mean, this is the humor category. It's not the sex category. But yeah. uh, let's consider that she's against Aveline. And you can say that Aveline is, um, she's definitely sexual, in power, in a power position when it comes to sex. I would say <laughs> that at l- okay, uh, Isabella doesn't yeah. have to trick her people <laughs> um to advance because she, she she just she has you know the skill she has the what's it called the mojo she has Should this the be charm. under skill category <laughs> this is <laughs> under point? skill she has the how, charm how good are they at courting people yes she has the charm she has the, the skill to charm people while yeah. fucking Aveline had to do workplace sexual harassment <laughs> and it's terrible all right let's 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 talk about that under skill i guess but as far as humor goes i will say that aveline did have some humorous moments she did she definitely can be like snippy she, you she know can, what i mean she can be very um she's very sassy but like a sassy is like a sassy where it's not like a outwardly like you're in on the joke sassy. Like she's sh- in trying to insult you to make you feel <laughs> right. Like shit, but um because she knows she's, she's very, better like, than you. She's like uptight type of sassy. Yeah. She's like uh she's like strict. I would say what's funny is that her sassiness does co- uh conflict with that mission that we had to do with her. Because with her she she does the sassiness to make her look very, you know, strong and in power. But then right, when the like fuck, she's right. and when the shit goes down and she's a little nervous because she wants to impress the little boy, then th- that <laughs> facade is broken. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, I like I did get chuckles out of her moments of that, but mm-hmm. it also sometimes comes off as mean. Yes. Where like she'll be sassy at Talia. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh fuck you. You <laughs> know, like it's it does sometimes come off as mean spirited, whereas Isabella's humor is always like it's clear, it's it, direct, and it, does like, it gets the point across. And we do have to remember that Isabella, one of the last things we did with her was that when she came into the room, she's like, I'm gonna be killed. <laughs> I just want to get your attention. <laughs> that was really funny. So really I funny. would I would give humor to Isabella. I, I agree. But that's not to say, because Aveline is a very serious character, but I do at least want to highlight that she is also humorous. Yeah, she is sassy. She is very... She's not just boring. Yeah, she's not boring. Um, Skill. We already got into it. Um, <laughs> we got into is, some type of skill. We got, we got maybe to we sex skill. we should talk about fighting. Um, okay, here's where it would come... It's like, the, this is the only category where it's two different women, and it's like, all right, skill. How good are they in bed? <laughs> like, wow. Well, wow. We're such feel, feminists we we're are. We're such feminists. Um... Uh, so skill, um, there's, so again, reason why Aveline is in the A-team, not only because we like her and we have a close connection with her. I mean, actually, honestly, there was a point where we didn't like her because she was very mean to us. (laughs) There was a little, like a brief bit where she just kept giving minus or we would do something that we think would give her plus or give a minus or we did something we think she hates and it'll give us plus and we just had no idea what to do with her <laughs> exactly yeah i remember um, that but her skills as a warrior 
just overshadowed that. That woman could yeah. freaking take on anything. You could hit her <laughs> with a goddamn boulder. She'll still keep swinging. I mean, in the end, Meredith, like, dazed everyone. And Aveline was still swinging <laughs> at her while she's giving her monologue. <laughs> and I'll, I'll see this. A, a, a great memory of Aveline was when we were doing the gas mission. <laughs> this feels like a, a wake. It's like a great memory of Aveline that I'll always it's cherish. A, a great memory of Aveline that I'll always <laughs> cherish. Um, but when we were doing the 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 mission where we had to uh, cover up the barrels of gas, of like oh, poisonous yes. gas, and we kept we died like <laughs> three times. But every time Aveline was last one, and it took forever to and it end had that high pitched noise, the high like. Like the music, and then she just get like she had like fifteen men just freaking hitting her with swords, and she just kept going. And I was like, "This woman can't die. Just kill her. Just stop it." <laughs> it was like hard to watch, but she she's so strong. She, she is. is really strong, and um, I also think she has a skill. You know, she is the leader of the guard, so she has some sense of power, leadership leadership she's a leader yeah that's uh, true even though she was questioned for her practices of all the they things were wrong of all the things they she let her husband get beaten up on the streets to prove them wrong <laughs> so of all the things that they fucking say you coddle i'm like maybe you should ask how she got with this uh, with her husband in the first place hmm? <laughs> there's crime all over in this city like where would you put a guard to coddle them <laughs> <laughs> It's like I just, I'm just I, I just that's another one of my favorite jokes from from that from this season is just when like I'm just imagining like uh, Donick's dead body in the alleyway with like a ray of reporters with actual cameras with like flashes and she's like as you can see he is dead and he was my husband so tell me if I'm coddling my man. <laughs> This is how she runs. It's like from- a super dramatic, like the the flashing of the camera. <laughs> like, like she's like, Aveline, Aveline, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always in the twenties. <laughs> and then it has like a little transition with like the the rotating newspaper. Aveline clears <laughs> name, husband found Urchin boy has a little fucking newsies outfit selling out the fucking newspapers. <laughs> um, regardless of that, um, yeah, she uh, is the the leader of the guards, regardless of any controversy of her rule. Yeah, um, she's a strong leader for sure. But yeah, so um, I would say just being a strong leader and being a tank is a bigger yeah. skill. I mean, Isabella, we didn't really use I mean, her as Isabella's much. Isabella's very skilled. When you think about it. There's there's two ways that I think about Isabella. One, like when we met her, we instantly loved her. It was like, oh my god, she's so cool. Yeah, she like threw the knife at someone. This was a different scene, but she threw the knife at someone and like spun, and you saw it go through the air. Like she was clearly very skilled in yes. fighting. But can she do anything that Talia can't do? I don't think she can. Oh, she can't. I mean, look, my hair is better. <laughs> my hair is better. Than hers. She might have a better outfit, but my hair is better. <laughs> yeah, she does have a better outfit. But, um, and also consider, like, t- Isabella, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I think of Isabella fighting, 
I mm-hmm. don't see anything that distinguishes her. Talia can summon jewels. <laughs> that is, that's already something that she can do that Isabella can't do. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I see Isabella, uh, Aveline as much more of like a- uh, A skilled fighter. Skilled fighter. She's much more of a of use. And then consider that she's a leader. I think it goes to her. Yeah. All right. Uh, story. That's the next one. Story. Uh, relatability. Oh, relatability. I can't relate to Isabella. I, I'm i not a super confident, sexual, positive being. So I can't relate. I can't speak for Brandon. But um, the, I definitely relate to Isabella. I need to, all of my jokes are sex related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm as selfish as her. But I will say that that is something that is a relatable inner struggle. That she's selfish. Is that she, like, has to fight her own selfishness and mm-hmm. consider, do I do what's right for me or what's right for my friends or for my city? Um, she chooses what's right for her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she doesn't always, depending on who uh, who you are and what yeah. your relationship with her is. Um, but I think that's a relatable personal struggle at the very least. Yeah, I, can, I could see that. Um, I would say... Aveline, for the beginning portion of the game, wasn't as relatable to me. Yeah. Um, I think- Like, she it, had a dead husband. She had a dead, I've husband. Never had a dead husband. I never had a dead husband, so how can I a relate A lot of people who do have dead husbands probably haven't stabbed them their, themselves. Yeah, haven't stabbed <laughs> their husband themselves. And if you have, I, I am so sorry for that traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, if you have, but I'm <laughs> so fucking sorry. Um, but- I would say once the part, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, once the part where she started having the little butterflies for Donic, I was like, oh, isn't that adorable, but also kind of (laughs) weird. Because, like, I think that was her most vulnerable. That's true. Part. And that's like a lighthearted, relatable thing where it's like, oh, look, like, he doesn't know how to talk. She doesn't know how to talk to a guy. Yeah. Um, like that was the cute. whole Roger Ailes of it all. The whole Roger Ailes. I wouldn't have gotten it through that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bombshell for me. Yeah. To relate to. Yeah, like, if we removed the whole Roger Ailes-esque <laughs> of it, um, would have been cute. It would have been very cute. Like, it would have been like, she like walks away when he's in the room. Or she just can't yes. talk to him. Like, oh, that's adorable. She's just so or nervous. Or it's like, I did agree with him. To, he, I did get him to agree to go on this, like, walk with me. But, like, I just don't know what to say. Like, that would be not. But instead, it's like, I'm going to uh, schedule a route that corresponds with mine. And you're going to have to do all the work for us so that <laughs> I get to have my way. Like, I don't like that. That was bad. That was that, that was, was messed up. So, But it all ended well, Manny. And all they're together. They're together. Imagine I, if this game came out in 2012. Like, I'm sorry. Could you imagine the, if this storyline was a, of a recent game? I feel like that would raise eyebrows. That would raise a lot of eyebrows. <laughs> um, Like, okay. If this kind of storyline would have worked, mm-hmm. if she wasn't in control. Like, if she wasn't... Maybe, like, maybe if, if this happened in Act 1. Like, I would have said Before this. she was captain. If it were reversed, let's say Donic was in charge and she was a thing, 
But Donic that wasn't would the, have been no, no. But if Donic uh, wasn't the one who initiated it, like he he didn't know what was going on. So it's like someone has a crush on Aveline, but she just like is oblivious to it, kind of thing. No, like she has a crush on him. Okay. Um, and like ha- found a way to be like to like convince have Talia convince him not to like oh, and date he's her. the captain. He's the captain. Oh, and, okay. I see. And but she has it for him. Um, mm-hmm. and Talia would have to find a way. To get them together. That makes sense. I, I, I think that would have been better. It would have definitely it, been it would have been worse if he was the captain and he had a crush on her. That would have been worse. That, that would have been that's probably the worst version. That's the worst version <laughs> of this. Like we need like, what what we what we needed was like a sound of music kind of situation. Where she's oh. taking care of the kids and and the guard Who's the kids. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where they, they just fall in love. It's not like forceful. Okay. And, and, you know, they just mutually fall in love with each other. But they- I think that if she was not captain yet, and they like connected before she was captain, it probably would have been better for me. That way she's not imposing her power. Yeah. You know? It would have been like, let's say Talia could like talk with the, ca- the captain at that time. And be like, mm-hmm. you know who's really good? Aveline and Donick. Put them on a thing together. They're great fighters. And then he's like, I'll never do that. And that's why we remove him from his post, because he's not giving us what we want. Exactly. I can't control you. <laughs> Even us <laughs> living from low town, we were able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Or I think it would have been nice if Donic had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, look, she's so into her work, she doesn't even notice. But then yeah. she opens her eyes or something. But like that. I think... Anyway, it, that's not what it is. <laughs> it's not what it is. I mean, the reason why I think it didn't happen that way is because, one... It couldn't have happened in Act One because she's still grieving over the loss of her her first husband. That's also true. Um, That's so true. when it happens in Act Two, it's been years, and I think the reason why she is so nervous is because one, she lost Wesley, and mm. two, like trying to be open with someone like that again after a traumatic uh, after a traumatic experience of her having traumatic. to like yeah. <laughs> kill her. So like she's already like fucking up. I, I feel like it's yeah. a mix of. How she views herself and also if she's scared to open herself to someone right. again. So, do we want to give Aveline relatability? I think I do. I would give her relatability. Um, even though it is wrong what she did. Um, <laughs> it's just I can't personally relate to Isabella. I mean, yeah, she's selfish, but I'm not selfish. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and story story so by the way now it's one isabella two aveline so okay. we have story and the bonus star and the bonus star <laughs> um so story um really thinking about it is Isab- this really might come close because <laughs> isabella's story i think doesn't get really interesting until the moment where she leaves you behind yeah um because before that, um, she really wasn't doing much in the story department. It was just like, oh, this guy has a thing I want. Right. And like that does end up being related to what makes her story interesting. But at the time that we experience it, it's just it's, it's just, just an, like a thing to it's do. It's just for another companion. mission. Exactly. And it's cool when it does come back around. Mm-hmm. Um which is why I think that Isabella is a strong contender in this category. Yeah. Um, Aveline, 
Aveline is a close companion of ours. Um, yes. But I feel like of the companions that are crucial to, like, who are close to Talia, she yeah. probably has the least amount of... Even though she is the captain of the guard. Um, yeah. I would say she has the least amount of impact on the main story. Yeah. It's so interesting how Aveline is, like... Like, we're talking about the size of the heads. Like, Aveline is one of the larger heads. Like, she is one of our main companions and not just because we like to have her in the party but because of like her role in talia's life yeah but she really doesn't have much impact she doesn't really do much like i can't think of any like main plot thing where it's like oh you want to have isabella around for this one yeah (laughs) you know yeah like we brought aveline because we thought she'd be crucial to certain parts um yeah while we like having the captain of the guard kind of in your crew yeah at, lended to some cool parts but i don't think that she really had much impact mm-hmm. overall to the story but yeah i don't remember any missions where like oh let's bring isabella she she's gonna be a big part of this storyline <laughs> that's true you could say the same thing about both of them but i think isabella does have more impact when it comes down to it due to her relationship with the kunari yeah and if um I would say that if she did stay with us and come back in the end, I think that we would have a similar feeling to her as we do with Varric and Anders, where we say, like, Varric really drove the plot to Act Mm -hmm. 1. Anders drove the plot of Act 3. Act 2, I think, was driven by Isabella. Really? You know what? You're you're right. We just didn't notice. Yeah. (laughs) It was very subtle. It was a very subtle uh, drive of Act 3. Right. And it wasn't until, um, I want to say the end, Aveline does, in Act 2, Aveline does become part of it because she's there with the conflict with Isabella to be mm-hmm. like, what do we do about the Kunari? But I think that's just sort of an extension of Aveline being the captain of the guard, that she's like yeah. so invested in the politics of it all. I don't think it's really to do with her as a character. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would agree. You know what? Part of me wants to give this to Isabella. Because she did have a bigger impact. Aveline, even though, yes, she is an important part of Talia's life, she really didn't add much to the storyline at whole. Yeah. Um, while there, Isabella was a main drive of act, of a specific act. And it was a really intense act. Like, that's where, like, the first time shit hit the fan. Like, right. on a bigger that was scale. A real, it was like a revolution. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a siege. I would give story to Isabella. And when she left, it was really impactful. It was like, oh my god, like, she left <laughs> us. It was, that was a big moment. Yeah. Because that was, at, so, that, at that time, it was two, two people have left us then. Right. That was unprecedented for <laughs> us. And then look what happened. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would give it to Isabella too, which leaves the bonus star. <laughs> X Factor. I, I kind of like calling it the bonus star. <laughs> We should probably change the official name to the bonus, bonus star. star. Um, I feel like we should like it should be random. It should be a random thing each time. It's not even the same quality. It's like and the bonus star for <laughs> for like and then throw it. It's like for funniest line. <laughs> <laughs> That's the time like a random tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, so bonus star X Factor uh, Isabella. Fantastic intro. Fantastic. Fantastic introduction to a character. That's um, true. We she, considered romancing her for a bit. Exactly. She flipped around. 
She, she did. I saw she a side butt doing it. Yeah, uh, she, her butt clipped through her outfit because it was so big. <laughs> she was fantastic. <laughs> she actually wait one second, Brandon. We were we lied. What? There are two people that we've had in co- we've been in contact with that are companions. Um, well, the only thing Anders was a full on companion the last time we met him, and mm-hmm. but we did meet Isabella. Okay, she's before. not a companion. Yeah, she's not a uh, companion in the past, but we did meet her in the past. We did meet her in the past. Completely Although different she's basically though. a different person. She's <laughs> practically a different person. Um, but she yeah. is great intro. And I would say the first couple of missions with her that we did, when, when we included her in our party, I really did like her. She was a very interesting character. Yeah. She's not our favorite, but you know, on your report card when it would say like, a pleasure to have in class. <laughs> like that's Isabella. <laughs> She's not teacher's pet, but she was a pleasure to have. She was a pleasure to have in class, exactly. <laughs> pleasure to have in class. Um, <laughs> Aveline, um, oh I will say for X Factor for Aveline, we we kind of said this before as a detriment to her story point, but the fact that she's a big head, but really didn't impact the main plot, I think that says a lot to um, the relationship that she has with us the player mm-hmm. and also as like her relationship to the main character and talia we consider aveline as like a family member yeah of the the hawk family when she's part when, of the uh, sisters doing it for right, themselves she's part of the sisters like uh I, I don't know i see her because of that close relationship that i feel to aveline i think mm-hmm. that's a big plus in the x factor in the bonus star for yeah me. uh hmm i would say that yeah because I would agree with you. And also, this is just bringing up the fact that I really want to see this movie poster for Dragon Age 2 with Talia <laughs> and the rest of the characters. I have an idea of, of each game outline poster, uh-huh. um, except uh-huh. for Inquisition, because we have obviously, cre- yeah. we, we obviously do not know how that would turn out. But I already uh-huh. have a, a outline for Origins, how that would look with Stevan on it. I have something with <laughs> Viandrea. And then, uh, like, Vientra is, like a, like, a small little one that we just, like, put out there. And then... That's, like, the side... That's the Miles Morales. That's the Miles Morales. Video game. <laughs> video yeah. game. Um, and then we have um, Dragon Age 2. I have a, a, the, the idea of what a movie poster for our <laughs> right. version of Dragon Age 2 would be. Um, but I will say, for the bonus star, I would give it to Aveline due to the fact that she is important without even doing anything of importance. <laughs> And I think that, yeah, I think that uh, that says a lot. That says a lot. If if you matter, even though you do nothing, you must be special. Clearly, there's something <laughs> about you that keeps us coming back. Exactly. All right, um, I'm, it, I'm happy giving it to Aveling as well. Okay, okay. And that makes it uh, two to three. So two it's th- always been either a clean sweep or uh, coming down to the bonus star. Yeah. Um, and now uh, let's try to go through these since we've kind of talked through everything in depth for each person. <laughs> The next round are the two winners of the first two rounds, which is Bethany versus Meryl. Also, um, so far, the entire, uh, everyone who's advanced has been a sister, except oh. for Anders, and he was against another guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. So it's Bethany versus Meryl, you said? Yes. Okay. Bethany versus Meryl. Let's see. Let, we we kind of talked through everyone in depth, so yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, see how quickly we can how quickly we can go through this. Um, this is very hard. Um, Bethany is our sister and tied mm-hmm. to the main plot and our first loss. 
Yeah. And that impacted us a lot. And every and right. she, every time she appeared, we were ecstatic. We were insane with joy. It was like the crowd roared it was, <laughs> when Bethany appeared. Exactly. It was like when a, when a character who was part of a main series left because he- they're on a Broadway show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes the seat, the last season. And then it's like, well, how can we end the show without this major character coming back? And that's Bethany. And it's on all the commercials. Yeah, it's like, guess who's But then they end up just being there to be captured, and then they they say thank you and disappear in a fade to black. (laughs) And And it's like, wow, you really really hyped up this character that was only here for two seconds. Yes, she's the one that shows up in the uh, previously on. And it's like, well, we know who's coming back. (laughs) Why are we seeing her? Yeah. <laughs> um but she she left a very big impact for us especially that she the fact did. that she's our sister and she's pa- I think, magical. I think that's a big plus for the bonus star. Yeah. But let's go through the rubric. Let's let's see what we can do. Uh here. so funny, we'll give that to Meryl. I mean Humor. I think it's hard to take away that from Meryl. Yeah. Even though Bethany had the hair. Even though Bethany had the hair, Meryl's made me laugh harder. Yeah, and I will <laughs> say they they kind of have the similar role where it's like Bethany has the stupid hair, and Meryl <laughs> just has the stupid Meryl. And it's just like, <laughs> they kind of have similar roles in that sense. Yes. But Meryl's just went so much deeper. <laughs> it went to, like, portions of just insanity, where <laughs> where it, it just kept getting funnier for us. Funnier and funnier. Um, so, I would give humor to Meryl. Yeah. Um, skill, um, that goes to, to Bethany. Um, she, I even though agree. both did rain fire from the sky, only one can rain fire the best. And that <laughs> was, uh, Bethany. Um, it's interesting because I feel like Meryl can do pretty much everything that Bethany can do minus like a few little things. Um, but I still attribute the strength of magic to Bethany yes. more so than Meryl. Yes. If I'm going to pick between two mages that are literally the same, I'm going to pick Bethany. Because she's my sister. <laughs> Although Meryl does have blood magic, but which we don't, I guess like we don't on that. paper that might put her ahead, but I still consider Bethany the, the better mage. Yes. Um The next one is relatability. relatability. Um oh boy. Here's two very relatable characters. Very relatable characters. So on one hand you have the socially awkward uh outcast. outcast. Um, and then you have the uh, sister who lost everything. Oh, yeah. um, lost her twin. Lost her twin. Um, lost her mother. Can't is now forced lost her to life. Lost her life. Was forced to be in uh, the Grey Wardens. That's what. That's what I meant by lost life. Not like she's yeah. dead. Well, now, now <laughs> although she can be. Yeah, but now really thinking about it, relatability. Um, Bethany. Yes, she's had terrible stuff happen to her. Mm-hmm. But honestly, as a human being, yeah. Meryl connect I connect more to Meryl as a human. Yeah. Because I felt that outcast. I felt that insecurity. Right. Um Maybe if I was a character in Les Mis, I would relate to Bethany more. <laughs> But I'm not. She's gonna fucking sing <laughs> empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> I like um I dreamed a dream. Like I would probably give that to Bethany. Yes. 
<laughs> just everything taken from her. At, le- at least her hair would be cut off, which would probably be a fucking Oh my god. Lay is the happiest musical I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> um, so for me, I would give relatability to uh, Meryl. Mainly yeah. because she has a more human connection than uh, Bethany. I agree. Um, story. So right now it's 2-1 Bethany. I'm sorry, 2-1 Meryl, but story. Story. It's hard. This is hard. This one's hard. Okay, because one, we had one who was really, just really part of the first part. The first act. Yeah. She did her little appearances in acts Mm -hmm. two and three. Um, but... And I think the reason for that is because, like, it can either be Bethany or Carver, you know? So, like, you don't have to make an entire game's worth of, like, two interchangeable characters. You only have to worry about, like, a certain portion of the game having these two people that one is not even going to be there guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why they take them away is because, like, well, you, since you can only have one, like, we can't write an entire game's worth of extra stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes sense, but it does take away from her impact. But she is a character that is meaningful even when not there. Yeah. Like, we're still thinking about her. <laughs> it's true. And she does have a very crucial part in the end. Because she does come That's with true. us to fight. Um, and she's very tied in. Like, if I had to say story, knowing what I know, I mean, we don't know much about Carver, but let's say it was Bethany versus Carver. The fact that Bethany is in the, like, victimized demographic. Yeah. I think that inherently makes her more related to the story and then consider that she could be part of the circle and then you're fighting in the circle for the mages and she's there. Like, I think that... um, I I think that is a big plus in the story column. But I will say that part two, act two Mm -hmm. of the story doesn't really involve her besides the end where the Grey Wardens come in. And really, she only shows up. It doesn't even involve her. She just comes in and leaves. So She's just like, we're here. Why are we here? We're just here. And we're going to help fight a little bit, but only this one area. (laughs) Exactly. So that's why, like, when I think about, like, Meryl, for example... Yes, she wasn't tied into the main plot, mm-hmm. but her own plot was strong enough. Yeah. Uh, and that carried throughout Act 1, 2, and 3. Right. It had more of a through line. Yeah. But I will also raise that I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity that Meryl wasn't more involved in the main mage versus it, Templar plot. It, it, it because is. Because she was a blood mage, and I think she would have fit in where in places they didn't place her. It is. It is. And I would agree with that. Um, it would have been nice for her to, you know, be more yeah. involved in that portion. And I think that it. would have really rounded out her oh. character to be like, wow. Yeah. Like, she, like, grew. Right. Um, God, this is hard. Um, and also consider that Meryl... Well, they're both optional, right? Because Bethany, you could have Carver instead. She could be dead at the end of the Deep Rose, in which case she has no presence in Act 2 or 3. Yeah. Um, and Meryl, uh, she's optional, obviously, because like, you don't have to take her onto the party. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. For two optional characters, they really had a lot of impact. Yeah. Like, we talk about Sebastian being optional. Technically, like, most of these people are. Yeah. 
I I have my final vote. <laughs> for this I, I'm, I'm prepared for this. I I'm gonna be... going to give it to Meryl. Mm. Mainly because yes, Bethany was a, is, is a big character. She has so much impact. But the fact that she is really only in Act 1 for the most part. Yeah. Barely shows up in Act 2. Mm-hmm. And comes at the end of Act 3. Like the very end. The very end. Um, And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, right. you know, that's how the story goes. It makes yeah. sense. It makes sense, yeah. It makes sense. While Meryl is, yes, she's not really fully attached to the story. But her personal story runs throughout the entirety of the game and there's a clear character mm-hmm. structure a clear character development within all right. three acts and i would yeah. say of all the companion characters personal the personal companion storylines hers is the strongest right um hers has the most like s- satisfying end to it mm-hmm. um and it feels like we helped contribute to that end yeah. as well yeah. yeah, so that's why I would pick Meryl in story over Bethany because Bethany, yeah. um, yes, was very good, but her impact, I think, it's not fair because her impact, she is our sister. Um, right. And she is our first companion loss. Yeah. So that, it definitely impacts the rest of the story for Talia and the rest of the rest of the game. Because one, we right. don't have her, and two, she lost a personal family member, which makes it hard for you know her and her mother, and then also losing her mother mm-hmm. makes it even worse. Um, yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't really do anything in Act Two that warrants something. Like she's just fighting within the riots. Yeah, it's not present throughout. Yeah, really. it's not, it's not present throughout. While Meryl- I kind of like. Sorry, I was just gonna say, I kind of, like, I would love to give this to Bethany. Like, I would love to see Bethany advance, but I agree that I think it does go to Meryl. And I will say, like, I would have given Bethany X Factor, mm-hmm. which would have at least made it 3-2. But I, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree there. Yeah. All right. So what is it? It's All right. So what is it? It's 2-2? It's two, so two. Meryl advances. Meryl advances. Oh, no, it's 3 2. 3 2, because we gave 1 to. We gave Meryl. humor and relatability and story to Meryl. Oh my God. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. So it's 3 1. And then, uh, I mean, we should just like. X Factor. We kind of already talked about it, but I think X Factor goes to Bethany. Oh, X Factor goes to Bethany. She's our sister. She's left. You know, the crowd the- roars when we see her. Exactly. She's an important character. But um, it's still not enough. Not enough. I'm sorry. Wow, you know, this was a um, Meryl won three two twice in a row. Bethany made a clean sweep, but couldn't couldn't edge out Meryl. Oh God, this is gonna be what? Like a- how? What an embarrassment! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Wait! Oh my God! This is crazy. I didn't even think about it that Meryl was that close to winning. But that was my that was my that honest was, yeah, opinion. That was, exciting. That was yeah. my honest opinion. Um, um, I feel like this is my apology to 
all you Meryl fans out there. Uh, yeah, look how far she's got. This this reminds me of how Morgan won the entire yes. thing last time. And we were just so we just we hated Morgan the entirety of the game. And we were like, well, you always know, talking about how bad of a person she is. Yes. It was like she's the most interesting one. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um uh, moving on to our next round, the penultimate round, um, to figure out who else advances to the final. We have Anders and Aveline. <clears throat> okay. This might go quick. I have a feeling I know where this is going to go. This might sadly. go quick. This might go but, very quick. Yes. Um, so, humor. Anders. <laughs> I agree. Again, Aveline lost humor both times, but that's not to say she's not funny. She, yeah, she, she's funny. However. But she's a sassy yeah. funny, and Anders is a, is a funny funny. He's a, Although he's, Anders can be mean, too. He can be mean, but he, when he tells a joke... Remember He's, when he told Meryl that she should have died instead of the keeper? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> that was very mean, and I think he was wearing black at the time. Yeah, so he was already in his phase. Yeah. Um. But but prior to to um darkers of Meryl's yeah. progression. <laughs> yes, where like Meryl started becoming more good. Like yes, and Anders started to turn evil. <laughs> um. But prior to his dark pit era um he was very funny um so i would give humor to anders yes i agree um, um skill this this might be a little hard this yeah this, this part might be hard okay for skill we have two very very both part of our a team both mm-hmm. part of our, i think the only surviving a team right now <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Varric was Varric's gone, very and now early. Bethany's gone too. Right. Um, so we have Anders, who is the mage, who is the healer. Yeah, we desperately need him in parts. The spirit expert as yeah. well. He was always there to to answer our questions and give us those sorts of things as well, which is skillful. Yeah, and then Aveline, our tank. Yes. Um, who is. You know, very useful because she's a strong warrior. She's a mm-hmm. good leader. Strong, right. strong ties to the guard. But sometimes that bites us in the butt because the guard is not that helpful sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, yes. They took them years to solve a freaking murder, even though it was clear as sight where who the hell the murder was. They already investigated the area. He was living right there. No, that wasn't him, Manny. He wasn't the murderer. No, but remember, wasn't, wasn't it? The he other- was trying to. He was trying to lure the murderer. No, remember, I weren't. Wasn't there like a like the where they found a body? Oh, where the hand was found. Where the ha- hand was that found was where the murderer was, and that's yes. where where the murderer was. And those idiots couldn't freaking find him. I thought you meant the estate where no, we let not- the girl run free, and then she. Ended up no, 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 not by that. the actual murderer. <laughs> no, it's like what? Are like the odds? you're safe now. Go. <laughs> it's like she's what? like the next victim. What we know odds? she's the next victim. <laughs> oh um, my god. But yeah, so I would say for skill, mm-hmm. I will also give it to Anders. Oh wow! Because he was there when a lot of us died, and we needed to. <laughs> sounds be like a, like a <laughs> sounds like a horrible war story. <laughs> it's like he was there when we all died, and we needed him. <laughs> God, uh, even though Aveline was a tank. It's like Dunkirk. A healer. It's like um, it's like um, that movie with Andrew Garfield, 
of the guy who saved soldiers in World War II. He's like, I'm not firing a gun. I'm here. <laughs> I don't kill people. I, I heal them. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so in my opinion, it should go to Anders because he was a healer and he also but had an- magic. Okay, Anders says, no, I don't kill people. I heal them. He blew up a church. Yeah, yeah but I'm not saying that. <laughs> but you know what? That's skillful. He has the skill of uh, separating his morality from, from his uh, vengeance. Yeah. And he has the skill of patience for sitting on his little box. When he's naughty. Sitting on his little box, setting up a bomb and not blowing it up until like months later. <laughs> and and not having anyone find it. <laughs> no one found it. And he also, he was very sneaky in, in placing it. Mm-hmm. And um, just the, the ability to be able to make an explosion that large with your bare staff. That's amazing. I, I, I'm, even though it was horrible... Very, very. It's like a light show. Impressive. Very it's, impressive light show that you. It's did like that. you know how um, you know how when someone's like, so when something is grand, you can call it terrible. Yeah. Like the terrible Oz. Like that's. It's like the opposite of that. <laughs> what is it it's like, like that, that? That was. It was spectacular. Like that but we mean it was like horrifying. Like that fucking uh line from uh from Harry Potter is like he who must not be named did great things. Terrible. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's exactly that. Where it's like he made such a great explosion. Right. But we mean it's like horrific. Yeah. Um so yeah, I would get I would give skill to Anders. I agree. Um sorry, Aveline. I'm sorry, Aveline. They were both they were both strong contenders in the skill category. Yeah. Um relatability. I think i have to give that to anders same i'm i i'm sorry aveline i am not roger ailes <laughs> it's yeah it, it's like anders has the um the the plus as far as relatability goes in that his story and his motivation mm-hmm. is analogous to a very real struggle that yeah. goes on not just now but literally all the time Whereas Aveline, um, her relatability is more of a quirky type. Mm-hmm. Whereas besides that, it's not as present. So. Yeah. I I would agree. Um, because really, Anders, there's a... There's something there, even though it's not a personal story, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a more universal... Right. Relatability, rather than exactly. more... Of an internal relatability, yeah. Also, like, uh, the, the the story of oppression and trying to better the world. Although he goes at it violently, which I would not advocate for. I would not. Uh, we're saying it right now. We do not condone violence. <laughs> no, we don't advocate for that. However, um, I think his motivation is, is in the right a place. Shared experience in a society. Yeah. So I, I would. I would give it to that if he were just you know just to do like a protest a little peaceful protest <laughs> a nice peaceful oh yeah protest. meredith meredith is um notorious for listening to peaceful protests She's I, like, look at them look at how them. inspiring like how inspiring let's free all the mages <laughs> yeah that that surely would have you know what oh god you know maybe with someone like meredith in charge <laughs> <laughs> no manny no manny no no no, no not blowing up a place but just, no the society needs to uh have systems then vote to, to meredith allow, out vote not meredith out type of tyranny you vote Mer- i don't i don't know how meredith is put in power 
Um, is that like I don't a, know. Is that They're probably a, named oh. by, the, by the Chantry, I guess. Oh, well, well then, c- talk to the Grand Cleric because she seems nice. <laughs> she seemed like she, she would listen to a peaceful protest. She would listen to a peaceful protest, not Meredith. <laughs> um, Get that asshole off the field. That's <laughs> Meredith. That's Meredith, exactly. Um, as if they have recreational sports in Dragon Age. They, they, they're not allowed to have fun. They're not, it's like, there's no fun here. The only fun you have is sex and murder. Have, have, doing something recreationally is enough of a uh, protest. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining. Like, it's like, what are you doing today? Oh, I just went for a walk. What's that? What's that? <laughs> what do you mean you went for a walk? It's like, I, I, I went outside. By the by, the <laughs> lake, fun. and I just walked. Did you kill something along the way? Oh, it's like when you're running from bandits. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 just no. for fun. It was just for fun, just for relaxation. It's like <laughs> put her, put her in the circle. What? <laughs> Clearly, a mage would be the only one who would do something she has so powers heinous. We don't understand. <laughs> okay, so yes, relatability goes to Anders. Um, story. I think would also go to Anders. He is a main part of the story. He blew up a chantry. He <laughs> he is our boyfriend, and he is you know the main. He's the main. Yeah, he's the big, the second big head on the poster. Like he's tied to Talia's um, storyline in the sense that he is in a relationship with her, mm-hmm. and then does this like awful, great thing. <laughs> <laughs> great and terrible thing um which uh like has a personal impact as much as it does have a yeah. plot impact so it's hard yeah. for anyone to win against anders yeah. in the story column in my opinion yeah while abilene you know abilene remember you're still a you're still a, a medium-sized head on a very nice poster yes she's still a great head and we still have x factor even though it's four zero yeah um but I think that would still go to Andrews to me. Look at him. He had two different outfits. <laughs> he had two outfits. That That is enough of a talent <laughs> for me. Talent, exactly. But also, like, or sorry, bonus star. The bonus star. Most outfits. The most outfits. There you go, bonus star. <laughs> um, but I mean, Aveline, yeah, she's cool. But Ab- Anders is better. <laughs> yeah, and I would say, like, the fact that Anders was a previous companion, I, I think that alone is a huge plus yeah. for the bonus star. Like, that is such a unique relationship that the player has to Anders that you don't have with anyone else in the game except maybe Meryl because she was in Origins and maybe, um, uh, what's her name? Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> but, but either way, it's still not to that extent, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so, clean sweep. He's the only person to clean sweep twice oh. so far. So, are we doing a, a third place or are we going straight to the to the big top? Let's go straight to the big top, which sounds like a circus. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, so, final round. Final Can't round. believe it fucking came down to these two. Meryl, Meryl versus, versus Anders. One wishes the other were dead. The other's too oblivious to know. 
<laughs> she thinks they're best friends. They think they're best friends, of course. Like, I can't believe I made it to the end with my best friend besides Talia. And then she's like, what the fuck is happening? Talia, what are you doing with this? She's like, I love being cruel. <laughs> um, and I don't think this will be a clean sweep in either direction. This is, this is not, this is going to be very hard. This is going to be a very tough decision, everyone. Just looking through the, um, looking through the categories, I have a feeling I know who will win, but let's talk about it. Okay. Humor. Humor. This is, okay. If this were Dragon Age Awakening Anders, mm-hmm. he probably would have a fighting shot. Yeah. And I still don't think he might win, but I I think he would have more of a shot. He would have more of a shot. Meryl, she gave us the giggles for ages. (laughs) She she gave us all the humor we needed, and then some. If humor humor is life's medicine, I've been cured of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Um, to Meryl. Yeah. Which is so interesting. I mean, we said this in the beginning, but this is not a shared experience with Meryl. This is not a shared experience. Like, this is just our personal <laughs> relationship with Meryl. And, you know, it's fi- it, it counts. It matters. My relationship with Meryl matters. And if I want to see her as a crazy blood mage who doesn't know what reality is, that is how I'm going to see her. Yes. And who is just, like, wrongfully hated by everyone around her. <laughs> but she doesn't, like, it doesn't bother her, just like Gary in Parks and Rec. It doesn't bother her, except when the Keeper died. That was really That was horrible. sad. Oh, yeah. Also, when we kept the, a ruling home from her. That That's was what, really sad. That was sad. There's sometimes it gets to uncomfortable levels where we just <laughs> feel like we've stomped her to the ground yes. <laughs> to where she's broken. But when she's not broken, so funny. So, so lighthearted. So lighthearted. So hilarious. When she's not emotionally broken. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, we, let's just give this humor. Give it to Meryl. Yeah. Um, skill. Skill. This, I think, would go easily to Anders. I think so, too. He, Meryl has never won in the skill category. Never. She's not but that skillful. I mean, what can she really do? <laughs> what can she really do? Already, we're, like we said, like, oh, we're not going to be mean to her. What can she really do, huh? What's so special about you, Meryl? You probably cheated to get your way up here. <laughs> I mean, we also said it was an embarrassment that, that he lost against Meryl. Oh, my God. Um... But, but yeah, I, I would say it goes to Andrews as well. Two would, mages in the final, by the way. Yeah. I mean, and that, that shows what side we're on. <laughs> True. I don't see any Templars on this list at all. I don't see any all. Templars on this list. Get off of here, you filthy, uh, what the hell's his name? Carver. Justin Timberlake Carver. Not Carver. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Cullen. Cullen. <laughs> um, uh. So, yeah, I would give it to Anders. He's our healer. He's a stronger mage. Um, has justice. Clearly... Better on the skills category. He has the spiritual knowledge, whereas Meryl is just so naive, she gets into trouble with how much she's trusting these demons. Mm. So, yeah. totally Anders. Yep. Um, relatability. Relatability. Oh. These are probably the two strongest in terms of relatability that we've had. Yes. So, one, this is the battle of either would you rather go with something more internal or mm, universal. Yeah. So, we have the relatability of Meryl, who self-worth troubles. Right. Um, who Naivete. Naivete, um, trying to impress those 
mm. like you know impressive like validation into, into validation all that stuff she's driven by like her culture mm-hmm. and the then outcast, there's all that stuff anders who mm-hmm. dealing with social justice uh yeah. all that stuff so brandon let you start what do you yeah. think you would pick i would pick anders i think that and this might be for personal reasons but i think that meryl's story is more relatable to a teen i think that she has the angsty teen upside but i think anders relatability is more adult Mm -hmm. and i think it is more relatable to people who have like an awareness of societal issues as opposed to just like angstiness um and so i would even though anders is extremely angsty but i would say that anders relatability is more relatable to where we are as adults in life and what we see in the world whereas meryl is more relatable to like uh, a teenager i would agree with you on that Um, which like they're obviously teenagers playing this game yeah (laughs) but (laughs) so you might relate to meryl more um, yeah, so people might relate to it more, but I, I, in terms of like me and like my place in the world today, I would mm-hmm. say Anders. I mean, I could see that. Um, I mean, I could see some adults having the same issues as Meryl, but I would see more teens would have would relate to Meryl. Uh, uh-huh. But I will also agree that Anders' relatability is a much more wide scope. Mm-hmm. for people in our age group and uh, just adults yeah. in right. general um therefore i would agree with you that he should get rela- relatability okay um because of you know just the what he's going through what you know i have like i really want to see what a teenager feels about this game granted though teenagers are smarter than we thought before <laughs> Than, they're than smarter we than uh, probably we were as teenagers. Yeah. They're much more when I was aware. a teenager. I was just like, we oh, like Obama. I don't have to worry about him. I don't have to pay attention. <laughs> I, <laughs> like and now, like you can't, you can't not pay attention. Like honestly, like um, I had a a, a weird uh, moment in my life where mm-hmm. I was speak. My nephew is sixteen years old, and yeah. we had full on political discussions, <laughs> and I was like. When I was 16, I was worried about fucking, I don't know, if I'm going to beat Super Mario Galaxy or not. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, I vote. Like, right. it was, it, it's such a different world. Um, it is. So maybe, I don't know, maybe teenagers that they play Dragon Age 2 would, would get more. Because, you know, we live in a much more vocal time period. Yeah, where uh, it's, it's much more open more to, op- to see like uh societal issues or, yeah and injustices they're, they're like yeah yeah so i would say let's give it to anders for relatability right. so, so one uh, two yes one to meryl two to anders and i think this might complete it this is another battle of the titans we have story where i think meryl's was the strongest character story and anders had the strongest plot relevant story but I think I would still give it to Anders, I personally. Would, same, because, yes, um, Meryl did have a strong personal story. However, yeah, um, Anders was a, 
an intense part of the game as a whole. Right. Um, so. I mean, given the fact that, I mean, we said it all before, but given the fact that he was um, the romance that Talia mm-hmm. had, he was so tightly linked, both with the, um, not so much with the Kunari stuff, but he was very linked, obviously, with the Templar and Mage conflict, which ends up being the overarching conflict, even into wherever the series goes from here. Mm-hmm. But also, in the beginning, like, he was the Great Warden, we needed him to find the maps, like, even that stuff was pretty tied in. Yeah. I guess by that logic, you could say Meryl had, like, Flemeth-related interactions, but I, I, I would... I would say that Anders was not only the driving factor in Act 3, but he really was kind of present throughout. Yeah. And always important. Yeah. So, for that reason, I would agree with you that he should get the story. Uh, I think this this is this round in general was very strong. Like, yeah. Meryl and Anders were, are the strongest in a lot of these categories. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. Even though if we give Anders story i would give meryl the x factor uh yeah if, if we give Anders story that makes it 3-1 which means anders wins but to yeah to give it to x factor uh i would say meryl gets the x factor just look just her just look at her just look at her <laughs> just look how she look what she's, she's done got tattoos to us on her face you know what what gives her the x factor the fact that she was so low when we played this game and now she's up here yeah look at that, that. clearly Lover or hater, you're talking about her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's here. And, you know, uh, uh, I think she deserves the credit. Although I, I think Anders is, again, a very strong contender in the X Factor. I've said this before, but he's a previous companion. I think that in, as, a seri- as a series as a whole, I think that is a really unique relationship yeah. to have with a character coming in. Um, and also at the end, just to know... The, like where he was previously mm-hmm. um but uh i would agree that i think meryl if we're looking at dragon age 2 as a vacuum i think meryl to us <laughs> to us is was a very um big part she had an inexplainable presence <laughs> she, she it's hard to explain the relationship we have with even meryl. when she wasn't even in our team we'd still mentioned her that's true <laughs> like when, yeah. we, when we were like all running like to go somewhere, <laughs> and then be like, and Meryl's like, "I'm here too, guys! God damn it! Why did we pass our house? Run faster!" <laughs> She's chasing us up to the chantry. And it's just like, Orsino "Oh, the champions coming here to destroy me!" No, they're running from Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look out! He's <laughs> like, wait, no, she's in peril. Look! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, all right, three, two, three, the final two, round, which but... means. Anters is the number one character of the game. Yes, Anders comes away with the title of the winner of our character bracket. Uh, as a reminder, Morgan won last time, which uh, is kind of is a trend. <laughs> <laughs> we have a trend of... It's uh, always the mage that like betrays you in the end. Uh, the apparently. mage that betrays you in the end and also has black feathers on their costume. Does she have? Does she have? She has black feathers on her costume, right? Well, she had twine. I think she had like feathers around her shoulders. Yeah, she had like a raven like look, just aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. they Even both had the same look at the end. 
The fact that if we don't, the fact that we don't know whether or not she has feathers, <laughs> just she might as well have them. <laughs> she has them in, in spirit at that point. Yeah. Um, um, I wonder what's yeah. going to happen in Dragon Age Inquisition. Is it going to be the same type of character? <laughs> Are we going to have a mage that betrays us? <laughs> it's like, how many mages can, can betray us? <laughs> My God. I only know of two characters from Dragon Age Inquisition. Which is? Um, Iron Bull, is that his name? There is a character named Iron Bull. He's a big fucking giant person. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Dorian. Right. There is also a character named Dorian, who yeah. you will meet very soon. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be, guys, you know, you don't know how excited we are that we never have to play the PS3 ever again. Yes, we have played Mark of the Assassin. We have played Legacy. And the PS3 is comfortably away, never to be pulled out again. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. It's not like, it's not like it's like, we're releasing Dragon Age 2.5. Up for the PS3. <laughs> for the PS3. <laughs> um, but no, yes. Yeah, so we, we find the final remix. Uh, we're finally away from that era of video gaming and totally skip PS4 because even though we the that Dragon Age Inquisition is on the PS4, we will be mm-hmm. playing it on the PS5. That's right. Um, probably I'm so excited. No upgrades whatsoever, but probably will load faster. There are no PS4 Pro upgrades, but you know what? It'll probably load faster, like you said. I also just love the DualSense controller, even if we're not using the triggers and stuff like that. And Manny, I will say, I have high hopes for Inquisition, for our experience with it. It's going to be different. It it has much more exploration. Mm -hmm. I think it's done much better than A Mark of the Assassin, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But um, it'll be a different experience. We're going to have to have uh, interesting ways to chop it down yeah. considering there's going to be more exploration time and whatnot yeah, but I, I think it'll lead to a lot of fun i can't wait to play that um my god that first episode where we create a character i'm so excited that we're gonna have a different character we're gonna have a totally new person we're gonna meet so many new people and uh yeah as i'm i'm smiling just think about it uh, i can't wait and we've played all there is to play so um we should probably do that soon. <laughs> we, could, we we might want to do a bonus episode before starting Inquisition just to get that out of the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's very soon. It's yeah. so exciting. Okay. So, Brandon, do your spiel. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Andres is our winner, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. That way, uh, you can also be a winner. You know what we should do? You know what we should do on Twitter? We should what? do the the runner up. We should have a poll. Uh, that's that's a good. Oh, we we should do that. We, we should have a poll for Bethany versus Aveline. Yes. Yeah, that's a good. That, and that then I determine third place. And I kind of want to determine the other ones too. <laughs> just like uh, just do the entire bracket over on Twitter for the audience poll. And for the uh, the audience poll, who's the best character? That's actually interesting. Maybe we should do that. Anyway. uh... Thank you so much for listening. Twitter, Facebook, and Enchantment Cast. If we do decide to do this poll, you can find it on Twitter. So check that. You know what? Let's just say here. We're going to do a poll. We're going to do a character bracket. We're going to say we're going to do it. And if we don't do it, I'll make a post saying we didn't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us there. You can also email us at enchantmentpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts by going to enchantmentcast.com slash apple. 
You can find us on Patreon, enchantmentcast.com slash Patreon, where for $1 a month, you can find found footage of us playing the Dragon Age games, which I should start uploading more of uh, to round out Dragon Age 2. But we have some Awakening and DLC from Dragon Age Origins up on there. We have the beginning of Dragon Age 2 and hopefully more by the time this comes out. You can also, for $5 a month, uh, join our Patreon for bonus episodes of Enchantment, which are in the same Enchantment-style episodes that we do for Dragon Age, but for various games. Our most recent one, there might be a new one by the time this comes out, but maybe not, because it kind of takes a while. To our most, was the but most recent one Detroit? Detroit Become Human. Yes. Correct. Which was a request. So thank you so much. Um, and you can find us on Discord, enchantmentcast.com slash Discord, where you can join our Discord community and talk to other listeners of the show. And you can uh, ask for the spoiler safe role to be taken into a secret area where Manny's not allowed. I'm not allowed to see it. Dragon Age but spoilers. don't worry, everyone. After season three, I will see all your messages because I know everyone's just bashing me in that spoiler. <laughs> Manny's so dumb. Why does he think that? <laughs> it's just like, okay, just because Manny's not here doesn't mean you can be me. Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to come in and it's like, so I see what you said about me. <laughs> no, no, no one's mean no. to Manny. If anything, they're excited and they're like, oh, like I can't wait for Manny to experience blank. Oh my God, I can't um, wait for blank. Yes. Uh, I mean, Anders exploding the Chantry was definitely one that people said they were excited to see, considering you were so invested in their romance. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yes. Um, that's our stuff. Oh, and Chamacast.com slash Rex, where you can find our Amazon Rex. Yeah. Um, and, yes. yes. Thank you so much for listening. No problem. This is- <laughs> I'm not thanking you. <laughs> but thank you also, Manny, for being here with me. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, we made it through Dragon Age 2. And I mean, we we have made it for a while made, now. I, I mean, we've but. made it also the fact that we've made it through a season. You know, you guys have to understand that this season was hard. This season was hard because we had to deal with a pandemic in the mi- in the middle of it. <laughs> As if it's not hard enough already to put yeah. all this shit together. Yeah. Uh, that is true. But yes, thank you for everyone for your support and listening to the podcast. As always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And you know what? Don't go to Magic Kingdom. Enjoy the day. Have a wonderful day. No matter where you are. You could bring the magic at home.